1: Hello everyone, welcome to Foot Candle Spotlights. I'm Alan. This is Chris. Hello guys. How you doing, Chris? Doing well. Good. I should have in- introduced this with my Alfred Hitchcock uh, oh. voice impersonation, my good evening. That's about <laughs> the only impersonation I can even remotely do, and that's really not that good either. So, but we are doing it for a reason, because we are doing a little bit of a flashback spotlight review today of Alfred Hitchcock's classic film Psycho. Before we do that though, A quick shout-out thank you to our our sponsor for Foot Candle Films, Main Cellar City Club, located in downtown Hickory, a great event and concert venue. Uh, They've had some great bands in the past. They will continue to have some great bands coming up. It's a wonderful place to just go and see a really good band. It's not too big, not too small, just the right size for a good band performance. We've been there interviewing a few of the bands that have come there. Uh, We've got some other great bands coming up. Little River Band's going to be performing at the Main Seller City Club, downtown Hickory in February. That should be a lot of fun. It's also just a great place for weddings, reunions, other events as well. Check it out online at mainsellercityclub.com. That is all one word, mainsellerCityclub.com. Thank you so much for your support. Look them up online. Give them a Facebook like, all that good stuff, and uh, check out what they have to offer in the future. So with that, Chris, let's move on to our review, kind of a flashback review, as we are going to take the time machine back and review the 1960 classic horror film, Psycho.
0: Here we have a quiet little motel, when in fact it has now become known as the scene of the crime. You have a vacancy? Oh, we have 12 vacancies. You know, this is the first place it looks like it's hiding from the world. I think that
1: we're all in our private traps, clamped in them. The is 1960. Yes. You and I are... Two hip young individuals who just went down to the movie theater to go check out the latest Alfred Hitchcock film.
2: Awesome. But we got there on time so that we got to see the whole movie.
1: That's right. Because there were all the things that Alfred Hitchcock had the whole promotion saying that he would not let people come in late to the theater so they wouldn't get any surprises ruined. We probably paid, what, 25, 50 cents for the film, something like that to go see. You know, That's we're going awesome. in, we've, we going in. We're Alfred Hitchcock fans in that we like his suspense and thriller films that he's been putting out there. But then we go in to see Psycho which is a little different than what his traditional films have been like. And it was also revered very, very differently by the general public at that time as well. So you and I, we've just seen it for the first time. We walk out of the theater. Mm-hmm. What do you say to me when I turn and look at you and say, well, what do you think?
2: I think I would have said, whoa, man, that was dark and also very violent. That's what I would have said back in, back in 1960.
1: 1960. That's true. Yes. We got to go and put that in yeah. the frame of reference. 1960. Yep, it was considered pretty violent. But I think it would have, I
2: think I would have liked it. Okay, um, and I think I would have also been scared out of my mind. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it would have scared me.
1: So tell me what I'll go ahead and go on record. I love this film. I think I've said this in one of our previous review shows. Anyway, this is a special screening we actually did have here in uh, here in Hickory just a few weeks ago. We did it right before Halloween uh, in 2012. We got to bring in a, a great digital print of Psycho up on the big screen. We had a really nice size audience. Most of them had seen the film before. A few had not, though. Uh, And this was my first time getting to see it on a truly big movie theater experience. So I'm a little biased. I love this film. I knew I was going to love it even more seeing it on the big screen. So I'm... You know, I, I really can't nitpick too many things. Just a couple things I will get to, but but you, you and I hadn't really talked about your thoughts on the film. So you, you enjoyed it, I did. And watching I did. it here now at your age, and, and even with the history and the backstory behind it,
2: yeah. And this was only my second time seeing the film. Okay, and um, I really, what I was able to focus on this time was really Anthony Perkins' Ooh. performance.
1: Isn't it crazy good?
2: And I, I think it is. And I I've heard actually differing reports. Some things say that he regretted. Doing it, And I've heard other things that said, like, you know, I guess depending on what day you asked him, hey, would you have done this care? And he supposedly said, yes, you know, even with what it's done to my career, I still I'm glad I'm still glad I did it. And I hope that Mr. Perkins is glad because it was such a revolutionary performance and it was just done really, really, really well. And I think he he makes the movie to me. His performance makes the movie.
1: Here's the thing about his performance that really got to me this last screening. Okay. while everybody else in the film, I think is acting in a pretty typical 1960s standard film approach, hmm. a little bit of stage presence to him. They're still not I a see. natural acting thing. He was, I thought his, his performance, you could have put him in a modern film today. I, would and I think it still would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. His film was, his acting was at a whole different level. I mean, I think with the scenes where he's in his little library study, fixing, uh, um, uh, marrying uh, some, some, a sandwich or some yeah. dinner, and you've got the stuffed animals all around them and all that. That dialogue, I mean, nothing against uh, you know Janet Lee; She's a good actress. Right. I mean, she does a really good job in this film, too. But I just think they're at whole different levels in that dialogue, talking. And he was just fascinating to watch every every minute of the film.
2: And I think even though the surprise of the film probably will not be there for anyone watching it nowadays yeah. because everybody kind of knows what the surprise of the film is, to me that doesn't detract from it because his mere, just his character is so interesting that it still kind of comes as a surprise to you what ends up happening with his mother just because they're polar opposites. And it's just still so kind of shocking. And even though I granted it was done with voiceover his face at the end of the movie and just that act, just I just genius just really well done.
1: I I think any, any, scene with Anthony Perkins in there playing Norman Bates. It's just brilliant. It's fun to watch. Um now you got the other actors, you got Janet Lee, you got Vera Miles. Um they're again all serviceable parts. Nothing mm-hmm. you know, Janet Lee I'm not gonna I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying that Janet Lee's only in the first half of the film. Right. Which was one of those nice shocks for people back in nineteen sixty. That thought, oh, my gosh, Janet Leigh's the big actress in this film, and she's gone halfway through the film. I
2: think you and I walking out in 1960 probably would have been talking about that a lot, too, because yeah. we may have been fans of hers and been like, oh, man, she got killed. in the first, You know.
1: Well, and plus at that time in filmmaking, I mean, people weren't throwing these major curveball surprises like that. I, th- I don't think it films. You didn't have the M. Night Shyamalan kind of twist and <laughs> uh, all these things that we've kind of become very uh, accustomed to now. True. I think we go see a horror film if the main character died in the first 30, 40 minutes we think it was interesting, but we wouldn't just be shocked and just could not believe it. You know, right. now back then, 40, 50 years ago, I think that was a, a really big shock for people. True. Um, so, you know, the rest of the performances are fine. Uh, it's just there game. When you compare them to Anthony Perkins, they just really, really pale in comparison. I think now this film, you know, Supposedly had a lot of drama backstory during the making of it. They're actually making a film called Hitchcock that's coming out in the next couple months gotcha. about the making of this film. There was a lot of uh, a lot of studios were nervous about it. They were worried because it was a little too violent, a little mm-hmm. too dark. Um, do you think he went too far at times? Do you think he kept it right in control? How do you feel about the overall tone of the film?
2: Well, it's it's kind of hard to judge now because, you know, I was raised when standards were so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to look at it and see, do I think it's as bad as everyone reacted back then? No, I think if you actually look at the film, it's as tame as it could be and tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the shower scene, you don't see a knife penetrate someone's flesh. You don't see it hitting home. It's just what goes on it, which shows the mark of Alfred Hitchcock being such a good filmmaker. You feel like you saw it. You feel like you saw her got cut to pieces, but you didn't. (laughs) Supposedly
1: on that note, I think it's hilarious. All the stuff I've read about this film. Supposedly audiences were coming out of this movie. A yes. Swearing that they saw knife going into skin uh, on that scene Two, They could have swore they saw red blood. Hmm. Uh, circling the drain, which Funny. is a black and white film. It was <laughs> so all chocolate guy. syrup. There was <laughs> no red, red blood in there. No, no true red blood, but people swore they see it, saw it. Mm-hmm. And that to me, you're right. It's the mood and the environment that was created. When you see that shower scene for the first time, it is just an assault on your senses. Yeah. That when you walk, when you kind of come down from it, you know, sometimes you don't quite know exactly what you saw or didn't see in there. Um, now me, I've seen the film probably a dozen times now. So I know those shots pretty well. I've actually tried to recreate them for a student film, which hopefully will never get seen by we anybody can't post a
2: link outside or... of my family.
1: <laughs> um, and even like the scene of the person who does come into the shower yes. to commit the assault, you know, they did a little trickery with that shot, too. This is like, very quick shot of that person's silhouetted face, but obviously they, they did not use who it really needed to be actor, actress wise gotcha. to keep the surprise from the viewer. So it's a lot of interesting things happened with this film. A lot of really interesting things.
2: And I, I, I'm glad that it has the status that it has as being like one of his best films. And it's on like the, it's on, it's in the library of Congress and it's gotten all yeah. these awards. And I think it, I think it deserves all of them.
1: Well, a couple of things though, that stand out besides Anthony Perkins performance to me, there were some great, great shots, uh, just some, from a, from a cinematography standpoint, Uh, One in particular, one of my favorite shots of the film, is the film is looking down on the top of the stairwell. Yes. And is moving to kind of cross over into one of the rooms. And it's an overhead shot. And you've got Loomis, who's a detective, coming up the steps. And then you've got uh, Mrs. Bates comes out the side door. And it's, just a, it's a, just a great frame shot. And it's shocking and it's beautiful the way it's done. And, I mean, even in our audience where, you know, I'm sure most of the people had seen the film before, we had a lot of people jumping and shrieking, yeah. which is awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, just some great camera moves. or some great tricks, uh, cinematography tricks done that are very slight and simple. Uh, the one shot that doesn't work, unfortunately, came right after <laughs> the nice shot I was talking about. And that's the shot of Loomis falling backwards down the, down the, hmm. the steps. It's just extremely dated. Um, yeah. It's a bad superimposed, uh, whatever they use at that time—chroma key or green screen it's type like a of bad thing. Trick just, shot. It was that bad trick shot. I, not something I don't think it would have been a problem. Actually, I keep calling him Loomis, but I'm sorry—it's Detective Arbogast. Right, Loomis, Loomis was before. the uh, boyfriend. Right, yeah, I keep getting that mixed
2: up. Well, I, I think that's something that surprised me about the film is watching it this time because I'd seen it before, and you know, I was trying to see how well does this how well does this movie hold up? Mm-hmm. And I felt like with the exception you just mentioned, and one other we'll get to in a second, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, felt the, that. I felt the movie completely held up and was just as suspenseful and well acted. Didn't seem hokey or none of the sets looked bad. Like I thought everything really held up. If I had to say my major and even the shot on the stairs, like I can forgive that. Cause I, yeah, it, it was, was, so it, was a,
1: it was dated by its time. It right. wasn't by, I mean, obviously the intent was a very creative shot. It, right. just, it just doesn't just something hold up. That,
2: And now we could do that with no problem. It's yeah. just something they did the best they could. But it didn't ruin the film. The one thing yep. that totally took the film off the rails for me, and I had forgotten this, did not remember at <laughs> all because I saw this movie probably when I was maybe 16. You're so the a,
1: psychiatrist diagnosis, right? Yes. Yeah. The whole It was ending.
2: so bad. I was, I was in disbelief. I'm like, wow, is this like a forgotten scene that they've added back in and yeah. like,
1: man, just for what bad. we're talking about, at the very end of the film, everybody's kind of sitting in a room at the police station and someone has just gone in and interrogated Mrs. Bates and comes out and basically gives a five, six, seven minute lecture on what has happened in the film and why the characters are the way they are. And it's very just, over the top. The guy's theatrical about it. And the fact that there's very little emotion from the other people in the room, even though some of their friends and relatives had just been murdered. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just the whole scene doesn't work. So many people have a lot of problem with that last five, ten minutes there. Now, granted, right after that comes that beautiful shot of... Norman Bates with the superimposed face and all yes. that's beautiful. That's excellent. And then you've got the shot of the car being pulled out of the, the, the lake or pond, which is another great, beautiful closing shot. So at least it gives you a couple great shots to redeem itself. And that's, you're not left with that psychiatrist analysis as the very last shot you see. And so. I,
2: I wonder, and not having been around at the time, I would say, I wonder if it was forced on Hitchcock to have something like that in there to talk about mental illness, but I think, and you'll correct me in the movie, Hitchcock will correct me on this, he was so outside the system on this movie that he was kind of making what he wanted to make. Yeah. So it is, and you know, I would normally I I'd say like, oh, it was the studio system. It was the, you know, it wasn't his fault, but I was like, well, no, I guess I do have to look at Hitchcock for this.
1: Well, now there again, this film also hit on a lot of things that were probably more taboo to talk about back in 1960. Hmm. Uh, mental illnesses, you know, we didn't have quite the openness to talk about like we do now. Cross-dressing, which is a aspect of the film to some degree. Um, Those are some things maybe Hitchcock felt like, you know what? I've probably just shocked a lot of people with what just happened. I I kind of need to to, hmm. explain it a little bit. I think it was still poorly handled, but then maybe that's where he was coming from with it. Maybe it was more that these are subject matter and themes that are not easily talked about 50 years ago.
2: And in the beginning of the film, there's also some like sexual harassment kind of going on and
1: (laughs) stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty daring film for 1960. I mean, it covered a lot of areas that I don't think everybody's quite as comfortable with, but, Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's why he tacked on this very tepid ending. I don't know. It's, uh, That is a groaner. And actually, even watching it in the screening, I could almost hear some groans by the end of that scene. It's like, wow, did we really just sit through three or four minutes of somebody explaining to us what happened in the film? Because that seemed really redundant and unnecessary. (laughs) I agree with you. That is my one weakness of the film. I just, I don't like that part at all. Uh, Otherwise, I think it's a beautiful film. Love it. Love every minute of it. Yeah. Glad to hear you were a fan too. So that's definitely, you know, Chris and I don't talk after we see a film <laughs> together until we get in front of the mics here and get to swap our notes. So I'm always a little curious where he's going with these things. And uh, glad to hear we're on the same page with this one. Okay. Well, Psycho, it's not in theaters right now, yeah. um, it's DVD. <laughs> Uh, Apple iTunes a lot of places you can get to it right now I do recommend check it out if you've never seen it it is worth Definitely. seeing it does not have to be just a Halloween movie see it any time of the year
2: and I would um, actually challenge you as well if you saw it a long time ago and you have some of those memories of oh man that thing was so violent so scary I encourage you to watch it again just to see you know as a thing like oh that's interesting it's actually not as bad as I thought it was I you might be able to enjoy it a little more yeah you know?
1: I don't know interesting uh, yeah it's a, it's just a great film a great film to study too for anybody interested in some filmmaking techniques it's got a Definitely. great uh great play-by-play stuff on a few of the scenes so very very nice and of course the film hitchcock is coming out very soon too so timing wise if you're planning on going to see that film starring um helen mirren and anthony hopkins as hitchcock and right. helen mirren as his wife And I think you got Scarlett Johansson playing the Janet Leigh character. Yes. It's about the making of the film Psycho. So, you know, if you're going to see that film, Hitchcock, you need to go see Psycho first if you haven't seen it. Check it out and know what they're talking about. You'll probably enjoy this new film a lot more. So um, with that, go check it out. This has been Foot Candle Spotlights. Um, And, you know, stay tuned for either future spotlights we've got or, of course, the big show will be coming up once a month. Do go back, check out our archive of past episodes on TheMesh.tv. You can go all the way back to the beginning. What was the first uh, podcast recording review that we did, Chris?
2: Maybe Win-Win.
1: You're right. It was the film Win-Win, I guess maybe a couple years ago, year and a half ago, somewhere in that Mm -hmm. neighborhood. Uh, We did that on episode number one. Since then, (laughs) we've done quite a few at least uh, 16, 18, I believe, episodes at this point. So going back, listen to any of those you want to. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, you can reach us at info at... TheMesh.tv That's T-H-E-M-E-S-H .tv Uh, You can go to our website. You can either go look for us on TheMesh.tv and look for Foot Candle Films or you can go to our Film Society website, FootCandle.org Either place, you can go and listen to some other episodes and just check out what we're doing in the world of film these days. Again, special thanks to Main Cellar City Club in downtown Hickory, a wonderful event and concert venue. Uh, thank you for your support. We appreciate having them on board these last several months. And just encourage you to check them out online at mainsellercityclub.com. And with that, we will tune out for Foot Candle Spotlight. We'll see you next time at the movies. Take care.